Hello, everyone. Welcome back for those who have been joining me and for those who are joining me for the first time. Welcome. I am Dr. Samarium Colbert. Uh, a little bit about me. Of course, I'm a licensed therapist. I'm a published author. I've written close to 60 books. My goal is 100 within the next five to 10 years. Uh, I own a private practice located in Greensboro called Kingdom Creative Counseling. I am a true licensed therapist. I give you faith-based principles to bring about lasting change. And again, welcome. Make sure you uh, subscribe wherever you are viewing this, whether it's my podcast, Facebook, I may post this on Instagram, depending on how long it is, uh, YouTube, make sure you follow up. Today, we're going to talk about how a Christian should deal with office politics. Y'all, for those who don't know, my PhD is in Christian Organization Leadership, and uh, I study leadership organizations outside from <clears throat> counseling uh, people, who leaders who experience uh, broken uh, wounds and things of that nature. So I just published a book called Learning to Lead. I have just finished another book and I'm going to keep flowing and going with it. And that book is called uh, Healing the Wounds of uh, Broken Leaders. Uh, I have another book and guess what y'all, I got the book. Um, I wrote a few years ago. I wanted to show y'all. Hold on. Let me pause this real quick, y'all. Hold on. Let me pause. All right, y'all. I'm back. <laughs> Hopefully y'all don't see that gap. But anyway, I did write this book as well. And this is called The Makings of a Great Leader. This is, has been available. I When did I write this? 2020. Uh, now I've written so many books. I, I forget what year I wrote the book. That's why I'm a little hesitant. But I did write the book. Okay. And it's a really, really good book. It's called The Makings of a Great Leader, The Processing Preparation and Positioning of a Spirit-Led Leader. Remember, there is no leadership position without a process. And when we get into dangerous territory, when we try to endorse and enforce things that God has not ordained quite yet, you have to prepare. And I see people being put in positions, honey, and I'm just cringing for you because I'm like, ooh, if you knew when you're elevated to positions, it, it does release you to more open doors. But as Paul said, with many adversaries. And so that simply means that when you're elevated to a position of leadership, it can also elevate you to another level of spiritual warfare. But if you have been prepared and properly processed and you have the cover, the covering and the authorization from God, it'll be a little bit different. You understand? So uh, the makings of a great leader. We're not calling you great when you just basic. Okay, she don't talk about it, she's beat about it. If you're basic, you're basic. But we want to be great. And that is the goal, to be great. And of course, my book, Learning to Lead. Okay, Learning to Lead. This lighting is off. I look like I'm a ghost today, but that's all right. We'll keep moving because I got things to do. Learning to Lead. This is the paperback book. It's available whatever, wherever books are sold digitally and or, or online, like Amazon and other you know bookstores. Uh, I do have a digital version of this. Uh, it's not a it's not a hard read, you guys. Really, really good. It's called Learning to Lead: A Biblical Perspective of Organizational, Individual, Spiritual Leadership Training and Development. If you want the digital copy, you get twenty percent off. It'll be emailed directly immediately to your email, and you're just gonna type in Learning the number two, and then Lead. Go to my website at www.samarycobra.com. Now let's talk about office politics. Uh, now uh, because I study uh organizations, uh, we're not gonna limit this to your office. Right, <laughs> we're not gonna live it to your career. It's gonna be office politics in any organization, any type of organization that uh you you find yourself in. You're gonna have office politics, but I'm not limited to your organization. Any type of organization, the groups that you lead, uh, an international organization, uh, a governmental organization, and even a church, which is an organization, you will find people that um uh get into these office politics and um. 
a Christian or not. And so you're going to have to govern yourself uh, accordingly despite opposition, right? And so I'm going to give you some tools. Remember, y'all, remember if you listen to this, don't forget to look up what I talked about. I think it was the last one. I think I taught all Haman's in the last uh, teaching. It's okay. Uh, I talked about Haman. And, um, and so that, that's uh, uh, another <laughs> type of office politics. Um, so let's talk about this. Office politics are an individual or group strategy that's meant to elevate someone to a higher position within the, within the company, right? Church, government, uh, 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 your, your secular organizations, you're going to find any place, you're going to find office top politics, where we have a bunch of people that are leading or, or a strategy. This is a strategy. Uh, but remember, office politics are always based upon manipulation and a plot plan and a strategy. So manipulation, plot plan, or strategy, right? The main modal is manipulation, the desire for power, control, and to be seen. Now, let me uh, clarify this. Sometimes people can be guilty of office politics and they're not necessarily aware, Right? We think we're called to position, but we're really, we think God has elevated us to a position. We really just know we have a good marketing strategy. Just because you have a good marketing strategy does not mean you're qualified to be in that position. You understand? So, so office, so you can be participating if you're not aware of what is going on in office politics or a spirit of, 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 um, selfish ambition, if you will, and not necessarily be aware of it. Uh, this is one thing God told me because every, every great business organization church needs to have a vision. And the Lord spoke to me and I'll begin to write some of the books that I've been writing. And he said, sometimes Samaria people will connect themselves to a vision, even though they're not called to the vision. People are attracted to what's shiny, what's bright and what's new. And God, cause I didn't tell you to be here. So I told y'all, I said a few teachers ago, even if God, if God told you to be at 121 Main Street, that's what he wanted you to be. He didn't tell you to come over to 121 South Elm Street. No matter what's going on, 2121 South Elm Street, congratulations to them on Elm Street. We, 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 we congratulations to y'all, but that's not what God has assigned me to be. And so you'll find it in different organizations, but particularly in churches as well. You get put on over here, this person's going over here, and now we're we not really getting new people we just you know exchanging members same way with organizations uh most uh behavioral health organizations uh, are set up similar ways we have the same credentials but one but that the location is different our our core audience is going to be different but one person may say well they're not elevating me over here so i'm gonna go over here or, I, I want to do my thing so i'm gonna go over here and um you're not really developing leaders per se you're just exchanging people all around you get paid the same salary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're not, you're not, you're not really being elevated. You're just trying to find an opportunity. Now that work, that may work. And I do mean may work for a secular organization, but if you have a faith-based organization, you're going to have some problems, right? So a strategy for office politics is to keep mess going within the organization. It's underhanded. If you have an issue of office politics that are going around within the organization, you have a leadership problem which is why i wrote that book learning to lead i did the five reasons why people leave organizations it is a leadership problem okay so i, I was telling people and this is what we do we generally do metrics in secular organizations not so much as, as faith-based organizations i don't do metrics as, as well as secular organizations the secular human services field and behavioral health agencies so you can determine 
uh, so we evaluate the leaders and you can see when you have a whole bunch of people watch this leaving an organization you can pinpoint to the leader believe it or not and so that's why they they do metrics and they give you these uh what is it confidential surveys i remember i was working for an organization and uh, they had hired this new person great phd amazing person very smart did not fit the organization was very anxious after a while for this individual being there People that had been at the organization for years, and I do mean years, who are dedicated, was there overtime, had, had great rapport amongst their clients, they all they just started leaving. They just they just started leaving because they had a they had a leadership issue. And she wasn't a bad person. I, I interacted with her. She got kind of got on my nerves <laughs> a little bit, but they had a leadership issue. And the the people that are above her had to kind of look. And I don't know how all the conversation, I'm just telling you how TI is. Um, they had to look and say, why are all these people in this short period of time leaving? They had a leadership issue. You understand what I'm saying? And so uh, the reason why you want to handle office politics and not usher in a spirit within the secular or Christian organization is because you want your organization to sustain. And there's some key decisions and choices, whether it be good or bad, that you can make that can, that can bring your organization to organizational, and I mean this respectfully, suicide. The demise of your organization is because you make poor choices. Do we have a leadership issue? Okay, so let's talk about this. Remember, as Christians, you are the light of the world. You are the, excuse me, let me, <laughs> I do take notes, y'all. So you are called to be a light within a dying world. And that includes your coworkers, your superiors, people that are over you. You are called to be a light. And that's one place that people will observe you more than anything is in your organization. They may not see, they may pretend to not see you, uh, or then maybe they do, but they you you will be known by the integrity by which you stand and how you walk. People may not say it to you. I'm looking at you, but they are. They are, beloved. They are. Okay. So let's talk about how uh office office politics uh start coming into being. Remember, the goal of someone who's playing the game. Is to get promoted. That's the goal, right? That is the goal. And so, and I, and I, I talk about this. I don't. I talk about this. I, I do talk about this a lot with my clients because I deal with a lot of people who are really anointed leaders who experience emotional wounds. You will find that oftentimes, like let's say you're the new person on the show, you will find all of a sudden. Now I had clients say, this, so if you're one of my clients, I'm not telling you business. I'm telling you this. So many clients have had this happen. Coming to an organization, they're the new person, and all of a sudden, the people that had had plotted and planned and schemed and Scott and try to get next to whom's who to get elevated, they start acting real shady towards you. Like, wait a minute, what in the world is going on? I'm just here. I don't, I'm not playing the game. I'm trying to get my check and go home. But they start becoming almost like intimidated and jealous of you just because you came up on the show. And so you're like, wait a minute, I don't, I don't care about none of this. I'm, 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 I'm not that person because when you have an Esther anointing. When you have an anointing that's not based upon uh, ambition and selfish ambition, you really are committed to the vision. You're just trying to do the best you can for the sake of being the best you can, for the sake of honoring your father, God. You're going to intimidate people who are not motivated by pure motives. They want to be seen and heard. They had to manipulate. They had to, if you were in a church, send emails, do photo shoots, and send uh, uh, marketing strategies, next profit in town. Like you said, they had to do that to get put on. But you don't have to do that. So you're going to find that people are going to be jealous and envious of you in any organization because they played the game to get God. But once God has chosen, you didn't got to play the game. Heaven is going to announce you. So if I can tell you anything, that, that'll preach right there. Don't play the game. Just don't. 
don't play the game. You're not trying to be nowhere. You at most time, um, my next book, I just finished one. I'm working on my next one. We're talking about what it means to be chosen. But what I what I mean is that when God has really chosen you for a position or a platform, heaven will announce you you didn't have to get good, get good. All you gotta do is sit in your hidden place and prepare. These people gotta play the game and get God. You understand? So that's why people don't like you. All right, let how do we <laughs> Woo, y'all? How do we play office? How do people play uh office politics? Gossiping number one and backbiting. Gossiping backbiting. What is backbiting? But they just talk behind your back. They in front of your face over, hey, 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 praise God. Hey, girl. And in your face, trying to gather information for their backbiting. Girl, let me tell you what I heard. I was literally in a meeting, y'all, and they were just talking about this person, that person, that person. I was like, mm, mm. Mm, okay. Um, but see, I don't play that game. So you won't know nothing about me that I don't already reveal to you. Because now I peep game, right? So gossiping and backbiting. Don't gossip with people about people in general. I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna talk to you a little bit more about that. Don't don't gossip about people in, in, in general. Just don't. Don't gossip. You can hear more from you can hear from the Holy Spirit when you're not a gossiper. Gossiper is a spirit from the enemy. Okay, don't gossip. And if someone tries to gossip about you, say, "Oh, I never, I never don't sound like someone." So let me call them up. Let's have a meeting. You'd be surprised. Like, oh no, I don't. I have had some of the greatest attacks come against me, and I never forget. This is why I do not gossip about people. I never forget thinking, "How is it that you are my friend, and someone could be, and, and you in my life, and someone can be talking trash about me against my character, against my name, and you don't even defend me?" Because I'm that person. If I'm your friend, you're not talking. I don't care if my friend is dead wrong. You're not talking about my friend in my presence. I'm going to check you and I'm going to check you off the top. And I've had it happen. I, I, I always get people more. And the first time, I'm always nice. Hey, wait a minute. I want to talk. Wait a minute. That's the first warning. You keep going. Now I'm going to get not nasty in the sense of like degrading. But now I'm going to check you real good. So you know under no certain circumstances will you be talking about my friend. You'll be surprised at damage that happens. Okay, but don't be gossiping in the workplace, honey. Okay, uh, graveling. So these are the people that are uh, uh, the, the seven levels of deception. Okay, when they try to get next to a leader, love bombing. Okay, graveling, uh, false prophetic. God told me that you're going to go to the nations and I'm going to be the one that's going with you. Uh, false prophetic, because God never say that. <laughs> I had a vision about you. Now, if you really did have a vision about someone, that's one thing, but some of these people are delusional. And according to Jeremiah 26 and 27, they're there in 28, excuse me, as well. They are only going on their own lives and their own delusions, right? So we got flattery. We got love bombing. We got false prophetic. We got mirroring. So we're mirroring with the intention of deception. Now, everyone should observe you and properly vet people. That's another reason why organizations fail. You, you, we elevate gift above fruit. If we don't properly vet people. So nothing wrong with observers. And well, someone has ill motive, they observe you with the intention of mirroring you, so they can almost like counterfeit a a divine connection, if you will. And they're gonna give you. Uh, they, it's, it, you're gonna make the person feel like, oh, we're so much alike, and and we're supposed to be together, and uh, and and I'm supposed to be a part of your organization. Uh, they're mirroring you and they're becoming something that they're not, right? This is the off time of office politics to be in your space. Don't do that with office politics, right? Uh, I had someone I was talking to years ago and I was just, you know, he, the individual guy was trying to date me and I was just, you know, he said, what are you doing? And I was, at the time I was, I was moving into another office 
And I was just telling him, I'm an entrepreneur and I have a business. And so I'm just preparing to move. And he starts, oh, yeah, I know. And I have a business. And then he started going on and on. Well, the man never had a business. I, I don't care if you have a business or not. I was He asked me what I was doing. I was just casual. But you see, he was trying to mirror me with the intention of getting me to be impressed. So you got a business? But I, he didn't have it. And it's okay if you didn't have a business. But don't lie about it. You understand what I'm saying? So that'll be an example. People mirror you. or So you think, oh, we're so much alike. And. I'm I'm supposed to be a part of your vision and and, and I'm gonna help you because we're so much alike. They ain't they ain't nothing like you, honey. So you gotta watch that. <laughs> and then other times for office politics, they're just straight up lying. So Mary ain't do this, and Mary ain't do that. Just a line. Just lying. Like she said, do you be surprised? <laughs> it's the spirit of jealousy and envy in office politics. Will you be surprised? I had people. Because you know, I had to go through some things. And they said, Samaria did this and Samaria did that. She said this. And I said, well, when did I say that? You did this. And this wasn't office politics. It was somebody I knew. I'm like, you was a lie, Craig. You is lying. They are so delusional to make stuff up. Stuff ain't the line you get. Samaria said, what? Samaria did this. Why would Samaria do that? Every stuff that really... If I actually done that, would have really cost me. I would never think to do something because like, it's not in line with my character. But I'm not gonna sacrifice my career or my licensure and all these things to do something that is just doesn't really matter to me at all. Oh, so Mary did. I should share. And it's it's the same person that's lying, and they lie on everybody. I mean, everybody. So I wasn't even offended, but you know, whatever. Intentionally withholding with inf information. You know, they said we supposed to meet at the meeting at five o'clock, but you just have to be the one that don't get in on don't get in on the email telling them, or they didn't inform you, or they said, Oh, we told you, remember? And they no, you didn't tell me anything. Sometimes <laughs> people will intentionally withhold information that you need. Our deadline is at this time, but they just happen to not like it. We're not gonna tell her when the deadline is the rest of us, so we're gonna tell the rest of them. You understand that intentionally with withholding information. Gathering information about you to share to others. I'm talking to you about don't be sharing your information to other people. They get and trying to get in goods to you. They're trying to get in your ear so you can comfort them so they can say, oh, I know about them, and they can share. I said lying, intentional deception and disrespect. You know somebody is not for you in your personhood, in your organization, and in your group, whatever that is, when you tell them no. If they come back with a deception or a disrespect all over the word no, you know how, who you're dealing with. But they will disrespect, and you will have uh, 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 people who do that. Now, I did have a, a viewer who uh, gave me a suggestion. I did do two lives on how you deal with disrespect. And the uh, individual had been elevated to a supervisory position within their organization. And was dealing with a bunch of disrespect from people. And really, it was rooted in the spirit of jealousy and envy. And so I gave you, so make sure you check out that teaching. Just go to my YouTube channel, uh, type disrespect by, by Dr. Samaria Colbert. And it'll pull up. It was really good. But all the time, people are disrespectful because they never, they don't uh, they don't respect you. Or they're jealous and envy of, of your position. Now, people will play the game long of, oh, we're best friends. Uh, I really love you. I love the vision, blah, blah, blah. And they have ill intentions anyway. Most of the time when someone is disrespectful to you, that's their nature. That's, that's how they are. And that's how they felt all along. It's just that it wasn't exposed. So don't uh, 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 don't uh, feel, what's the word? A bitter or resentful over the exposure. God only exposed what was already there. Slander, we know what slander is. Speaking against your name. 
sometimes people have made a decision not to like you and they think other people need to feel the same way about you that they feel. Maybe they had a bad experience, so therefore you should have a bad experience. Now, I'm still of the persuasion to investigate people. You got to expect the fruit. But you know that at the end of the day, um, someone has never, uh, someone, you know, so you get what I'm saying. Y'all know what slander means. They they don't like you, and so they're going to join forces, okay, against you to uh, to try to absorb you from your position of authority. And this happened with office politics as well. They don't want to see you succeed and go, so they're going to make sure people don't like you. And I've had this happen within workplaces. And also, if you really want to look at the uh, sons of, no, yeah, core, the core rebellion, just go with the core rebellion. They did the same thing about uh, to uh, Noah. Uh, they begin to say to Noah, no, you think you're better than us. And the leaders, again, because they're really jealous of Noah, begin to say, you think you're better than us. And what makes you think that you could be in that position that God has already put you in? And so they we call it the Korah Rebellion. I believe that is Numbers, I believe it's Numbers chapter 12. Uh, I may have to double check that. Uh, I'll put that in the description box to clarify if I'm if I'm incorrect about that, okay? Um. So, and they take credit for your work. Now, the Lord spoke to me this couple of years ago. I'm not even mad, okay? I see people all the time. They pretend they don't watch my stuff. They pretend they don't see my 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 work and then use my exact wording. Now, the Holy Spirit can speak to multiple people the same word. So I'm not knocking that. But I know for a fact that there's some people that just took it out work. Okay. I mean, it's copyrighted. I'm not mad. Uh don't do that though. But they'll they'll take credit for your work. Okay. For example, I not this uh, this person that followed me on social media, but I was at a speaking engagement, gosh, some years ago. And I saw this, we, it was a group of us that were speaking. So I got up and I spoke and another person came behind. And left, there was one speaker. She's a preacher, powerhouse of a preacher. Now I got up and I'm the, I'm representing the Christian therapist. Okay. So I, I, you know, I ain't come there to preach prophesy. I'm just there to speak about emotional stuff, emotional healing stuff. And so I got there and after her, she came up a few times after we had our break and she was powerful. And I said, man, she's good. And so I ended up following her on social media. No shade. She just, she was bomb. You know, and I'm, 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 I always support other women. If you're doing your thing, you know, you're doing your thizzle. I'm, I'm there with you. Okay. So, um, man, she was good. And so, but I, I thought maybe this is when I first, 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 first started, you know, really, uh, doing a lot more speaking. I wasn't really on social media, so I did okay, but I wasn't quite sad. I was, oh, it was good. But I was like, oh no. So then I saw her and she was confident. Oh, and I was like, man, go ahead, girl. You know, not mad at all. So I followed her on social media and apparently, I'll tell you T that she had a speaking engagement shortly after. Maybe she didn't have time to study. Now, I know my language because I'm a clinician and there's certain languages and certain vernacular that we use that we just automatically use because we're clinicians. <laughs> like, you know, we just, we just do. And I started talking about different, in uh, 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 my teaching, uh, how do you know what someone deals with stress and anxieties and worries and how do you fill your cup and all these things that we as therapists may talk about. Well, honey, she had her speaking engagement. And the reason why I knew because I follow her on social media because I really wanted to, you know, hear more from her. She went to another church, right? Y'all, the first 30 minutes was my whole message. That was not, not that there are times when that happens. A lot of times when you're starting to hear or sense the Holy Spirit speaking, he'll speak a word to you and he'll speak it through to somebody else. It could be a random stranger. It could be your preachers or your pastors. 
um, you know, so he confirmed his word, but there is a distinct difference when someone just take the word and the first 30 minutes, that was not the Holy Spirit, honey. She is, she was taking notes. You understand? The first 30, now I, I talked for about an hour, but the first 30 minutes, it was all me, my word and my clinic. And she wasn't a clinician, my clinical vernacular, everything uh, that I explained was the first 30 minutes of her, uh, of her, um, of her teaching. Now, I wasn't mad. You know, I really wasn't. I think imitation is the best form of flattery. The point I make with all, uh oh, am I here? Okay. I think I hit something. Wait a minute. Okay, let me make sure. Okay. Ooh. Oh, wait a minute, y'all. Wait a minute. Um, hold on. Give me one minute, y'all. Can you hear me? Who now? All right. So hopefully I heard that story because my my I have a short my mic. I gotta get another mic, but uh, so the first thirty minutes of my um of my teaching, I had heard before. I mean, her teaching because it was mine. <laughs> but I wasn't mad. I'm like, girl, listen, your girl stays getting ready. I, I stay ready, so it don't really matter to me. But I just was like, wow, here I'm thinking I'm really bad, and this is terrible. Maybe just the reason why God used her. Uh, and and then I hear her teaching like literally the same evening. She must have just ran out to her speaking engagement in the first thirty minutes, honey. But if you always stay ready and stay steady, you ain't got to do that. But I'm not mad. Like I said, I wasn't mad. No shade. Congratulations to her. But you know your girl always got stuff. So I ain't got ain't got to be mad no way. So, but I'm saying that they take credit for your work. So when in the organizations, uh, they'll they'll take credit for what you spoke on. And I'll give you now. I'm other person. See, I'm a I'm a researcher. I'm an academic. In some ways, I've done always a lot of research. I study, and so we do. Um, you know, in a, in in the context of our study and our research, we naturally have to look at other research in the same field. We're not trying to imitate, but when you're doing your research, you have to look at what's already done. You don't want to reinvent the wheel. So if I'm doing uh, a research on poverty in, dis in rural areas or something like that, I have to look at <laughs> what's already been done so that I may be able to contribute a different task. And that is okay. But there's a way to handle things. Uh, you always have to give the person credit to the best of your knowledge and ability. You have to write, if y'all know who you, you know, write papers and such, uh, you have to do your uh, uh, APA style of, of, of um, quotations and, and you have to have a bibliography if you're writing. So there's a, there's a way to do things, you know, uh, but giving someone credit. I heard, if I remember someone's name, I quote something that said, I'll say, according to uh, Dr. John Doe and uh, a research, you see what I'm saying? In a research, um studied in 1998 you know there's a way to handle things okay but she just took my whole message as her own but it's okay it's, it's bad girl it's okay <laughs> so how do you deal with this as a christian remember you are a christian and um you you don't want to get involved with office politics and you want to represent christ in a dying world and it's difficult when you have to spend eight to ten hours with someone uh, it is difficult even if you're leading your own organization um, because you don't want this spirit to kind of uh, start infecting uh, your organization. The scriptures that little leaven ruins the whole loaf. And so if you're running an organization, you have to be able to discern uh, certain things within that organization. You cannot allow certain, you cannot be a passive leader and just allow things to go on within your organization. You have to be able to check people. You have to be able uh, if you're running the organization, I'm talking to two people, you're working for an organization and that's what they're doing. If you're running an organization, if you're, excuse me, if you're, if I, did I say it right? Y'all get tongue tied. If you are working in an organization, there's a way to handle things where you have to check these things as well. If you're running, working in and running, okay. Or if you're doing both, you know, like me doing both, 
uh, and you have other people there, you have to you have to deal with these things because you don't want the spirit of offense, the spirit of jealousy and envy, the spirit of uh, a lust. Uh, and lust is not just sexual. Lusting at the positions and powers and selfish ambition. You have to be able to deal with these things, particularly if you're going to do what? Train people, right? You're going to have to deal with these things. Okay? Remember, you are Esther. You are the Esther and the Mordecai in every situation if you walk in integrity. So God revealed to you, if you're working there in this organization, who's who and what's what. You don't have to speak on everything you see or, or speak on it. You do. Remember, God, uh, Mordecai told Esther, uh, don't reveal your identity yet. Okay? But you've come into the kingdom for such a time as when you are Esther, you will intimidate Haman's. You intimidate Jezebel's. You intimidate people with selfish ambition and selfish motives. You intimidate these people. But you don't have to speak on it. Sit back and observe it. And as God gives you utterance, begin to pray against that, against your organization, particularly your churches and your ministries. And then begin to pray against it. But you don't have to speak on everything that you see. Handle yourself with integrity. Handle yourself with honor and dignity, right? Because, all right, so remember in office politics, your coworkers are not always your most of them ain't your friends. Your coworkers are not your family. You understand what I'm saying? And so there's a there's a certain camaraderie. Now again, if I'm not I'm not one of those people, so you can't ever hang out with your coworkers. You're never gonna be friends. Remember, they're not your friends for the most part, and you have to clarify the dynamics of this relationship. Now I have a family member who had a good friend that ended up working in an organization, both of them retired from that same organization for many years. So I'm not saying that you, your, your coworkers can't ever be your friends. I want to have balance. You've got to have balance as it relates to all that. But remember coming into an organization, just because someone's nice and kind and sweet to you, does not necessarily mean that they're, that you're, they're your friend. You have to vet people. Whatever is going on in that organization, you do not participate. I, I'm Samaria. I don't be, I don't really be involved in no mess in any organization. I don't. I don't do church clicks. I don't do organizational clicks. I'm not a click person. I don't like clicks because clicks always elevate certain people, but they make other people feel left out. And you will find that there will be clicks that start forming because they start, uh, uh, it's like the people who have the same motivation, they start forming a little, little, a little tie here. Don't do the clicks. Okay. And I didn't put this in my notes, but remember, there's just some people you know not gonna you are just not gonna rock with. You just like, um, listen. <laughs> you ever had people you just I was at a meeting recently and I was like, um, this person is entirely too much. You are not my cup of tea. I will not you are you gonna be here? <laughs> are you gonna be uh at, at this office? Uh, uh we're not we're not I, no, we're just too much. Okay, so it's okay. You're not gonna be best. You're not gonna be besties, but you're not gonna just uh get along with everyone. But you should be cordial and kind and and and, and honorable to everyone and respectful. But you're not necessarily gonna be click click with with, with everyone. Okay, have a personal commitment to per to honor. Have a personal commitment. That means setting boundaries. Okay, have your own personal commitment. Remember, for the most part, for those who are working on organizations, this is only your training ground, right? This is only your training ground. And then point number six, God will promote you. 
but he will not promote you after from a process and your training ground. I remember I had another uh, a person I was uh, in good in cahoots with, not in cahoots with. Um, uh, she was a uh, uh, she she was a supervisor in the program that I worked at, a director of a program, and she really a uh, bless her heart. I'm gonna give you an example. You don't know who I'm talking about. None of y'all know who I'm talking about because I never say her name to anybody. But she really got on my nerves. <laughs> if, I, if I be honest, she got on my nerves. So she's had a lot of anxiety, and she kept calling on me. And I don't know if she looked up to me. And I was just like, sis, I'm just trying. To, I, don't, I ain't trying to rock with you like that. Like you know, I was thinking that. So I remember. Uh, one time she just kept calling me, kept calling me. One time she called me, she was like, oh, so Mary, I want to talk to you for a minute. And I remember just saying, okay, walking off. Like, oh, God. God said, just like, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't say that out loud, but I was like, man, this woman gets on my nerve. Leave me alone. <laughs> she wouldn't, just read the, read the email first before you want me, ask me things. You know what I mean? Just read. And the Holy Spirit convicted me just like that. She said, he said, Samari, no. He, he's very stern. The Lord will check you. He never yells, but he's very stern when you hear his voice. He says, Samaria, you respect her position of authority. Okay, Jesus. Check me. And he said this, you're not, you're not, Samaria, you are not, um, you're not, what's the word that the Lord used? Excuse me, Lord. What is the word? You're not uh, ready. You're not qualified. That's the word he used. You're not qualified to lead. If you cannot honor someone else's position of authority, honor does not mean when I agree. There's some things I say now, like, I don't even agree with that. How you let that happen? Come on now. Come on. Come on. Come on. But we have the we have to honor and respect it. Sometimes God allows you to see it so you don't make those same choices and same mistakes. This is before I got my PhD. This is before I started really working heavy with uh, leaders in their uh, in their communities within my private practice. I don't even know that I have a private practice. I don't even think I had that. Um, and so I say all that to say it's your training ground. You're not fit to lead if you cannot submit to leaders. And, and submission does not mean all church and a husband. The leaders are within your organization that you work for. You know, everybody want to be put in leadership position, but you don't want to submit to a process. You don't want to submit to anybody. You want people to, because a lot of times people want, people want to lead people from a selfish ambition type motive, but you don't have the, the qualifications or the heart posture to lead people. Remember, uh, the Bible does say a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Some people, they just put brought that gift before, before they didn't even wait for that gift to be elevated to, to brought before great men. But that's neither here nor there. But the, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men, but it has nothing to do, doesn't anything about your character. See, it's your gifting that may give you the door open, but it is your character that sustains the position. See, anybody can get a position or a meeting with whomever they want to. It is your character that sustains the position. Okay, uh, it is your character, and sometimes people are good about graveling and getting in front of people, but your character is sh is shady. You know, I don't want to say I met somebody. I want to say we. I'm. I'm not that I don't really care if, who you are. I really don't. But I don't want to say I just met someone and, and 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 my character was so egregious and nasty and mean and and that I don't. I we we used to know each other. Like you understand what I'm saying? But 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 you know. But so your your character sustains the position. Your character sustains connections. Your character, godly connections. Your character sustains healthy relationships, right? So James four says, so don't don't be going out here trying to promote yourself. Can can we talk for a minute? God will promote you. 
if it's a vision from God within your organization to lead your own organization to be part of someone's great organization, to be put in a position, God will promote you. I recently, and I was been saying, and I'm not gonna tell you about. It, I'll tell you what the vision uh, as it unfolds. But the Lord gave me a really powerful vision a while back, and uh, the vision has not that, that didn't come to pass. So I began to pray, and I said, God, am I supposed to go and try to connect with this person for this vision to come to pass? And He said, No, Samaria. He said, There's oftentimes people who are not chosen go after great men and men of God to be put, go after great men and women of God to be put in position. But I have not chosen them he said but when i choose you i will send the vision to you and he reminded me of prophet uh samuel who was sent by god to jesse's house to anoint david as king david and say hey i'm your next king hey esther didn't say you know what i'm 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 gonna be your esther God put her there. They said Elisha was sent. Uh, Elisha was sent to Elisha's house. Elisha's house. I get too confused because the name is so similar. And he anointed him. So you, so so God will promote you when it is time. Heaven will announce you. But heaven will not announce you with places where you announce yourself. And you'll be surprised. People will think it's me. It's me. It's me. No, it ain't you. You were busy announcing and pushing yourself in positions God did not ordain. God will promote you. James 4.10, humble yourself before the mighty hand of the Lord and he will exalt you. So in your organization, keep being consistent. Keep being consistent. God is the one who promotes you. Uh, uh, Psalms 15, 6 and 7, KJV uh, version says, lift not your horn high, speak not with a stick neck. That means stubbornness. It means pride. Watch this. He says, for promotion comes neither from the east nor the west nor the south. But God is the judge. He put it down and he set it up. When you handle yourself with integrity, you will be promoted. Amen. So when you are chosen, no one can stop you and remove you from a place that God has chosen you for. If you have been promoted or chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. So everybody got a call up, but I'm supposed to get that because I'm called. That don't mean wonderful. Everybody's called. It's your ability to endure the process. And most people don't endure the process. That's why they, they try to lead from a place of, of their own ingenuity, their own flesh. And God has not ordained ordain or endorsed them. But God will ordain, ordain you and endorse you in any area. We're not just talking about church. In your organizations, in your businesses, within your... God, God will, will cause things and fund things to you when he has chosen you. When it's time, heaven will announce you. Watch this. Be mindful in prayer and ask God for wisdom in every situation. God, this situation is hard. What should I do? This person is mistreating me. What should I do? I feel like this is not right. I was really praying. Uh, I, I was in uh, Atlanta for a few days and just came back and I was really praying on what down there. And I said, God, this is not right. Uh, I don't understand this. This is crazy. Uh, this is just plain out straight up weird and disrespectful. Okay. And he said, the Holy Spirit just said, Samaria, you just keep being consistent. You just keep being consistent. See, when you are consistent, my brothers and sisters, you don't have to put yourself in platform. God has not ordained for you. Your work and your fruit will speak for itself. The vision is going to speak and it will not lie. All right. Last few things here. 
Don't share anything with anyone you don't mind hearing later. Don't share it. Now, I, I don't care anybody. There is a such thing as is uh, is being quiet. The Bible says that Esther, Mordecai told Esther, don't reveal yourself quite yet. And we travel all his positive because people try to get in good with you. They, 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 a lot of times I talk about this in my, in my teaching with introversion, people will form opinions, opinions about you because they cannot, uh, what's the word? They cannot read you. And so I'm not sharing any information personal. I don't really care. It's not about me caring about whether or not, um, people know my business because if I tell it, you know, it's okay. But if you don't mind it being shared with other people, how you feel about other people, what you think, don't share it. Okay, last thing you need is your business being the town gossip. Remember, really, office politics in regards to whatever the type of office is an issue of spiritual warfare. Okay, it is, but you have authority. You have authority over all the works of the enemy, even in your workplace. You have authority. Just because you don't have have authority over it all, even if you don't have an authority within that organization. What I mean, so you have authority all the, over the works of the enemy, even if you are not in authority. So maybe you're not the leader. Maybe you're not the supervisor. Maybe you're not the uh, the preacher or the pastor. Maybe you're not the uh, the the elder. Maybe you're not the minister. Maybe you're not the, um, the, uh, the director, the supervisor, but you still have authority over any and everything that is not of God. Okay? You don't need a title to have authority. Okay, maintain your integrity. Now, I'm going to talk to all my uh, last three things, my Deborahs and my Ezra's. There are some of you who are being called to be advisors. So you think of Joseph, you think of Daniel, you think of Deborah, you think of Ezra, you think of uh, versus evil people who are Hamans and Jezebel, the people in uh, uh, Absalom's in the scripture who are just trying to manipulate. Um when God places you in an advisory role, if that is what he has chosen you for, not you choosing yourself, uh, always remember your tone. Make sure there's no jealousy, envy, or strife within you. So now the pro the process could be so harsh if you're not careful, it'll leave wounds such as that. So make sure your heart is healed. But always remember to watch your tone. Watch your tone. Don't slander your neighbor, even if they've slandered you. Always be solution focused i can see problems clear as day but if god has not given me the solution either i'm going to pray about it i'm not going to talk speak about it i'm going to pray about it or i won't just i won't say anything if you ask me for a issue or a problem right and i and i'm the the the, the advisor i'm going to give you the, pro the problem but i'm going to give you the solution and i always have to start off with a positive you will give me if you're trying to say uh Samaria, what should i do about this i'm going to give you a positive well let me tell you what we did well on this thing this project we did this 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 and this is really really good i think we should hone in on this however and i talked about this in my book learning to lead however this is what's going on so i always start with the positive this person is really good they're really dedicated they're working really hard this is the issue right see my tone it's not this is the issue that's really going on and here's the possible solutions for it. That's spirit of wisdom. But don't be giving people problems. I don't, I don't actually know about that. I don't know about that. What do you don't, okay, so tell us what is the solution? I can't stand people because they, because believe it or not, it takes a little bit of a, of a 
skill, I guess, or study to be able to look for solutions. You have to really hear from God, but if you have the spirit of wisdom, you will. And the reason why I say that is because if you're in the human services field, you're like a social behavioral person, they teach you to study a whole bunch of problems, but they don't teach you as much on how to deal with or how to give possible solutions. We do all this research, all these problems, and then we say, hey, here you go. But what is the point of, the, of having a problem if there's no solution for it? Okay. Don't let what's in them bleed on you. That's your issue. And I tell my clients this all the time. Someone's issue with you and you know you have not done anything or maybe it wasn't your intention. Their action towards you is a reflection upon them. It's not a reflection upon you. So I can't start going over in the self-doubt and what's wrong with me and why haven't you and all at me and why you treat me this way. If I know in my heart, you know, that this is not something that's my issue. Anybody who's a real Christian, you say, God, have I done something wrong? Have I offended them? Am I, am I seeing this correctly? Is there something in me that I need to change? Why, why do I keep feeling this way? If you're really a real one, it's okay to have those internal conversations because God will bring it to the surface. But there's sometimes when people just don't like you, you operate in an anointing, they're intimidated by your righteousness and you can't let what's going on within them, their jealousy, their envy, their selfish ambition to bleed upon on you. It's not a reflection upon you, it's a reflection upon their character. And remember again, as I said, it's only a test. It's a temporary situation. A test is not permanent. Don't make permanent decisions based upon temporary circumstances. You know, I've seen them come and I've seen them go, honey. I've been in organizations where people just, you know, they, they, they get elevated. Next thing you know, they gone Who and, and, and Samaria's still around. You understand what I'm saying? And so when people are motivated by a different spirit, you ain't got to go, why in the world? Oh my God. Trust me, just, just, just wait it out. They're going to be gone if it's not God. I said, they're going to be gone if it's not God, right? So learn how to wait and do see that he will promote you. All right. God bless you. I am Dr. Samaria M. Cobra. If you want to request speaking engagements, all kinds of fun stuff, I have digital products. Uh, I got also some more digital books that I basically upload. I'm going to have another brand new one uh, finished before the end of the month, uh, Healing the Hurt of Wounded Leaders. Uh, uh, and I'm going to keep going and flowing with them. Um, uh, go to my website at www.drsamariacobra.com. That is the only space to request speaking engagements. If you are interested in some of my trainings you can go to www.trainingchristianleaders.com and then of course y'all know who i am if you are a therapist and you need some insight some consultation or if you just want to attend therapy you must be a north carolina resident do not hit me up on any social media platforms i would not be responding but you can go to my website at www.keenancreativecounseling.com you must be a north carolina resident and please follow instructions if you want to schedule or reschedule your appointment you will need to go to that website uh your intake pack will be emailed to you uh and it must be completed 24 hours prior to your appointment or your appointment will be canceled and i do cancel appointments okay god bless you we're back in the day another time of the banger have a good day